Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Community's Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 388. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me today I have my co-host, John White. John, how are you doing today? Doing really well, doing really well. Good to be back in yeah. the studio. I know we missed last week. We were all at Jive World, uh, checking out the, the new Jive community stuff that they're doing. Uh, so we didn't get to we didn't get to do a podcast last week. Yeah, it's too bad. It would have been interesting. I actually covered Jive from a VMware perspective, and uh, they actually just got acquired too. They announced an acquisition. So, yeah, they did. They did, and I, I see positive things coming out of that, and I see positive things coming out of Jive. So we'll we'll see how they how they do. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Uh, we did we did we did upgrade to Jive eight, and we got VMTN community running at under two second page loads, which was from like fifteen seconds down to two seconds. So. We've been kind of happy with Jive in the last year, which is kind of nice. That's almost twice as fast. Yeah, yeah. It's 16 seconds down to two seconds. Yeah, 8x improvement, so we're happy with that. So on the show today, we've got a good show lined up, I believe. There's been a lot of interesting things going on. One, we have Lisa Waddell. Uh, she's the uh, uh, product manager, community manager, tech manager for, I guess her official title is product marketing manager for VMware IoT. So she runs the IoT marketing stuff, Internet of Things. So we have her on the show today. And also we have Tony Dunn, our own very, very famous Tony Dunn, Chief Social Media Architect, is on the show. We're going to start with him. He as, is at Dell slash EMC World this week in Vegas. So there's been a lot been going on there. And he's on, on at the event. So we'll have him on and let him tell us about what's been happening at what I call Dell World uh, this year. So... Um, we got that on the show. So I think we're going to dive right into that because if you look at some, you know, most of the events that's been happening, they've been all happening around the Dell EMC world and the announcements that's been going on. So I guess we should start there. So, Tony, um, welcome back to the show. You know, you're an old favorite. You're on our team, obviously. Uh, but why don't you give everybody the one minute who you are and what you do at VMware? Sure. Well, thanks for the invite, Eric. Um, really good to be back on the show here. Um, yeah, I've been with VMware 16 years now, so quite a journey. Um, seen a lot of epic transitions in our industry here with the shows going on. I'm out here at uh, Dell EMC World. It couldn't be a better time to see what's going on. Um, I mean, there's just a, a, a plethora of information going on through the through the heartbeat of the show here. Um, it, you know, my, my, my background's been really involved with our a digital marketing team, uh, but community has been the heart of everything. So my my favorite topic out here is always talking to the community. Uh, you know, we have RV experts. Uh, there's Dell EMC Elect out here. We're always a, a really close tribe. You know, it's it's it makes the shows what it is when we can get out there and do the networking, and that's really the most important thing because the, the amplification of all this message, all the social noise, everything going on, really comes through the community best. Um, and so that's been kind of the you know I, my background is is, is from marketing and development and, and platform side, but I really love working with social and community. That's, that's been the heart of it. So that's, that's my background. I'm out here at Dell EMC World Live from uh, Las Vegas, our favorite place. Maybe we should start uh, at the top. Maybe we should just start at the top and say, so, you know, you've been, I think, to Dell World and EMC World. Um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the strategy around merging these two, and does it feel like a Dell World, EMC World still? Uh, what's that top-level vibe here, and what's the messaging there? Yeah, the vibe's been, you know, a fantastic transition. I think what happened is, you know, we had Dell World in the fall out in Austin. Um, in fact, I, I even ran into Michael Dell out here. He's been walking the halls. I must have seen him a dozen times. 
And, uh, you know, we were just chat chatting about that as actually uh, coming into a full swing here. Now, EMC World's always been in May. So this is the momentum season with a lot of industry shows. And, and so Dell has kind of moved into here. So we're now we're, we're firmly, you know, footprint is now Dell EMC World with all of our companies coming together here as a family. And that's always going to be in May. So it's a fantastic vibe. Actually, I'm pretty impressed by the, uh, the energy of, you know, the multiple families coming together, customers, partners. Um, there's Global Partner Summit out here this week. Very, very reminiscent of VMworld, and uh, lots of lots of excitement. I would say more than I expected. I think the uh, you know there's the Vegas vibe, but then there's just a, just a general sense of of lots of announcements. I mean, you know, between this year, last year, there's been a lot more announcements around VMworld and Dell EMC World now. So uh, a lot of things coming together. So cohesiveness, um, a lot of things working together, so, taking the complexity and making it simple. That's really been the so, theme here. Obviously, modernizing so me, the data centers, kind of the whole me, thing. Let me jump. Let me jump in with a question. So I guess to answer my own question, the Dell EMC world is really a big Dell world, right? I mean, where you have all the Dell partners represented. And I saw, I saw some imagery and slides on a presentation that was on Twitter yesterday that had kind of like Dell with all of the partners and the ecosystem. So do you get the vibe that this is really Dell and family world kind of scenario and less about EMC specifically? Or is this an extension of EMC world like we had last year. No, this no. To the contrary, this is this is a focus on our our you know the development of the modernized Dell. data center, and that is Dell. So this is okay. really a, an evolution of Dell, and the other partners coming together, the other companies, families coming together, and so Dell is prevalent everywhere. I mean, it's it's from the 14G announcements, everything that we've had out here, you know, bringing the companies together, working better together, um, and solving all that complexity, and that that is. On top of everything, all the end-user computing side, and now with IoT and everything coming together, it's just it's it's really making that Dell EMC story more complete to to all our families. Eric, if I can just take a second, I also have a, a special guest here joined in. Um, if if you if you don't mind me introducing sure, her as absolutely. well, absolutely, right. So Gina, let me let me let me let Gina is a famous rock star in our community as well. She's now part of CPBU on our vSphere team. She's a rock star in her in her own right. Uh, she's well known by the community. Let me have Gina. You want to introduce yourself here? Sure. Hey, oh, the rock star makes me cringe a little bit, but um, I'm Gina. I'm in CPBU, I'm concentrating on Dell, actually, so it's interesting. I'm in Austin. I know lots and lots of folks at Dell because I work there. I know lots and lots of folks at EMC because I work there, so I'm doing whatever I can do to help um, our other teams who are working with the integrating things with Dell to, to make sure we've got all of the proper product marketing support for vSphere so that vSphere is everywhere. Well, so Gina, tell, show, Gina. yeah, yep, and I'd love show. her to skip. Her. She's been really involved with EMC World in the past, as I have. And so, what, what's your take here on how how this has transitioned? To Eric's point, what's what's your take on the EMC story here underneath the covers? I think they've woven it together really well, right? Because I went, I've been to all the Dell Worlds as well before they were actually Dell Worlds. So. For me, I think they've woven it together really nicely, and it's, it is a story of kind of IT transformation. So IT transformation is an important VMware story too. And when you look and you see you've got the hardware that's got to make that transformation, you've got to figure out how to go to cloud to make that transformation. You need, you know, this ubiquitous virtualization layer to do it. So for me, I see this has definitely got the energy of EMC World. That it's got the, the Dell flavor that it has is bringing all the pieces together because I think EMC sometimes. Um, that we didn't have as much focus on the endpoints. And the endpoints with IoT and all of that coming along and things getting automated are more important. So we've got that flavor thrown in now. So 
for me, it's it's definitely seeing everybody, all the vendors, all the partners from both sides of that ecosystem. Everyone's here, and it. I agree with Tony that the energy is way higher than I think I expected. Like everybody's super excited about the transformation and the change. And and Eric, we just got out of day three keynote here, but you know, day one, I mean, there was just a list of of announcements between day one, day two. Day two was really our focus around VMware digital transformation, but uh, you know, just the announcements coming out from the EMC side between, you know, power 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 edge servers, all the all the new things coming out um that really are a, a cross breed between companies, but it, it really is an EMC, you know, historical legacy focus. But um what a what a what an entrance into the modern side of those things right now, bringing all the families together. So great John, vibe here. Nice. Nice John, what do you think of this? Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting. I have a couple questions that I'd like to ask. Is is the NC uh PBU, the new name for the Converge platform, the, uh, the what used to be BCE. Am I, am I thinking correctly there? Yeah, so Converged is, I mean, so Chad Sackage, so like there's still that, that real pull of BCE. In fact, I went to the BCE user group, um, which is a great little meetup with a lot of Q&A. Um, and, and so BCE has, has pulled over, and I'm not, I can't verify the name. That, I don't know, Gina, do you know? If that has changed officially, so it's a good question. It's got converged up. in the name. I'm pretty sure it has converged, and it's like the central part of the name. But I, I can see like the, the the branding, but I don't remember what it's called either. Yeah, and that all rolls up under Chad now. So yes, it has it has transitioned from VC now to to that converged. Space have up, you seen I, a lot of in the new announcements? Have you seen a lot of the uh, Dell server platform kind of get integrated into that uh, BCE message? Well, there's been there's been quite a bit of conversions in the messaging, I'd say. Um, I haven't seen any like headlines from BC itself, so uh, you know that that is, there's been a strong play just along the lines of everything. They're 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 you know this whole theme of modernizing the data center has been kind of just coming from that team. So I, I don't know that there's been a specific thing. Uh, I haven't seen anything specific so, on BC. So I have to be careful because I know things. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about them yet, but. Um, I would definitely – I've retweeted Chad's blog post on them. But, yeah, you can be sure that – the cool thing about the 14G servers is the capabilities of the, the, the new chipset, what they enable the servers to do. And especially from an application uh, – a virtualizations perspective, for me, that's super interesting. But for VCE, that's super interesting because that's, you know, that's going to enable – if there's all these new capabilities with that chipset – it's only logical that they're going to take advantage of those servers so that they can enable their users to do even more. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's it's really exciting to see, you know, kind of the integration between the two companies. I, it's, it's fascinating. I, I think one of the things that I, I think was uh, spoken a lot about in the news was the lack of consolidation, actually. For, for example, at the... Um, the mid-range storage storage lines, you know, the Unity line still lives on, and so does the uh, the SC line, what used to be compellent. Um, and and I think that a lot of people thought that you know at least one of those lines was going to be killed, but yet here they both are. They're both it looks like growing, and and they both have gotten refreshes and, and new releases. Just really interesting. I can I can tell you from talking to my friends on both sides of the house, people that were in Dell storage and people that are. Um, on the EMC side, that all of them are shocked at how fast they're moving together to, to to make the products work together. So they're just going like gangbusters trying to get it all to work. So that's what we're seeing. And I think that's actually good for customers, right, because you get a lot of choice and to figure out what you're going to do and plan out what you're going to do. Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. 
Well, that's, that's, it's interesting, you know, that we, we, we see this event. I'm, I'm interested in the event itself and driving. How many people, Tony, do you see at the event? Is it a big event? Is it smaller than uh, EMC World last year? Um, how's the traffic? And do you guys see announcements from some of the other? Is this really a cloud conference? enabling cloud computing kind of environment, or do you see security uh, or, or other vendors like Pivotal also making announcements? Obviously, VMware's there, and we're kind of tied into the cloud story. But how broad a conference is this, and how many announcements are we, are we seeing across all of Dell's partners? Yeah, there's been, there's been a little bit of ecosystem push. Um, I know day one, day two, day, actually today, a little more came out. Um, so, it, you know, it's, there hasn't been as much emphasis around, as, like, the, I haven't seen security and developer coming out as much, but the, the sessions are packed around those areas. Obviously, everything, uh, there, there's a heavy theme of digital transformation here. Um, obviously, the, the whole data center modernization is, is big. And so the show, the show is about, it's a, definitely a step up. Um, there's about 13,000 attendees. Uh, it has a real, a real strong vibe, like VMworld, um, you know, maybe, maybe half the size, but it actually feels comparable. I mean, you walk to the expo floor, there's just just the same vibe. I mean, everyone's out there with with demos and you know mixing in their AR VR AI pitch with everything on top of the data center and all their end user components and endpoints. Um, you know, but the the show itself, the VM Village that we have at VMworld. So they have originally the Village here, and the Village is a real strong area that we do a lot of community work here. Um, just a constant buzz of people coming in from sessions and labs are here. Um, very reminiscent of VMworld for us. Um, so it works really well. Community meetups. I mean, we had we had some great kickoff. Gina here actually was a was a catalyst for bringing community together. We had uh, we kicked off the week. We had a v, well, I want to call it breakfast for our V experts in Delhi and CLX. How that that went pretty well, right, Gina? I was kind of shocked that everybody got up and came to breakfast. <laughs> we had really great attendance. And you know, from a product marketing perspective, this is like experts are and and influencers are so vital to us, you know, having a realistic message that we're putting out in the marketplace. They will call us on our nonsense, and we love it. And so we want to show that appreciation for them. So it was a great breakfast. We did V-Beers the night before, which was kind of – it was the, – the intention I had was to make it old school. You bring your own credit card. And it wasn't a super huge one with lots of vendors paying for it. It was everybody just that really wanted to be there came, and it was kind of cool. It was old, old school style. I loved it. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. really nice that you did it that way. I, I felt like over the last few years, as we watched the kind of community sponsorship start to sneak in, I kind of feel like I'd like to throw all that away and just say, look, no, 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 community isn't about sponsorship. It's about getting together and, you know, all of us make great salaries so we can come, we can pay for our own beers and hang out and engage with one another without having it be kind of like a sponsor event, which then starts looking a lot like the sponsor parties to go on already. So so kudos to you for, for making that happen. Thank you. And I'm so glad to hear. I think a lot of people felt like the same way. So I'm really glad to, to have that support coming back from everybody. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and, and there's a lot of momentum. We're having a uh, community appreciation uh, party actually tonight before their big appreciation for the customers. Um, so that's going to bring the Delhi and CLX, uh, the experts. And who else? Any other groups in there? I, Rockstars. The, the, well, I think the Dell Rockstars and the EMC Elect are coming together. But the, yeah, right. Dumb. So it's it's quite an event. I mean, I, I tell you, Eric, it's like you see the same same feeling between you know we what the experts and the loved out there. It's, it's a, there's a lot of people out at night. There's a lot of people up early in the morning. But you know, you see them around the village. The village here is great. Um, we've got do, do, a lot of coverage. There's oh, go ahead. 
do we know if we're going to see a Dell World or is this going to be the annual conference? You said that at the beginning, but I want to re reiterate that. And I don't know the answer. I'm just asking you. Is this going to be like a Dell World going forward where they're going to have this thing in May? Um, what's, what's your feel on that? And then how much storage is actually happening around this? Like what's the percentage of you know, the storage meshes from EMC? I'm still trying to get a feel for how much of this is just EMC versus how much of this is going to really be a, a Dell World moving forward. Well, to talk about to the storage side, I mean, there's a lot, obviously, emphasis on storage. If they've got a whole new brand line, brand new line out here, they're really pushing PowerEdge, new servers. Or so. I mean, I, I can just post a follow-up of all the different announcements they had between storage and server line that they introduced here. So it's definitely that strong piece. Um, there's, there's going to be a definite, you know, brand here, Dell, Dell EMC World, that's going to be continual. VMworld, of course, will always be separate. They're completely separate for us. Um, and then Dell World, as far as I know, that's, that is going to be that, that lived in Austin. I don't know if that's going to continue. I don't, I don't have a confirmation of that, so don't pull us to that. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I would say I want to add on to the storage part. I mean, if you think about especially Chad's group, um, that converged group, they do storage, but they're also doing all the stuff around it. So, yeah, we need servers and we need storage, but you have to have that hypervisor labor. You have to have... It's ultimately about applications, and I think there's a lot of messaging from EMC, and there has been actually in the last couple of years around that. So, yeah, they're, the storage stuff is here, but a lot of the messaging that I've seen and heard is less about the the bits in the box until it, it matters, the speeds and feeds where it matters to enable customers to do stuff versus getting a big old server array that does so many IOPS in so many minutes, you know what I mean? But I, I think EMC has right. been having that messaging for a long time, and that messaging is loud and clear here. Wouldn't you say, Tony? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. There's, there's going to be, I think, you know, some of this follow-up. Um, there's a lot of timing here, so a lot of things are going to roll into VMworld. There's a lot of things coming, but this is, this has been a catalyst. I think a lot of these things were coming over before the whole merge happened, um, and so you know, there's a lot of momentum here. That's, that's the best I could describe it. I mean, it's just there's just constant right. momentum. Great. I mean, I have a Great. wave of announcements that I'm not going to go through here, but I mean, there's things, and, and Lisa's going to be on here in a second talking about the IoT management solution with Pulse. I don't want to give give away the whole thunder there. That's been fantastic received here. Pat was on stage yesterday. Um, we had a, a fantastic rundown of the whole digital transformation. He talked about, uh, you know, we have, and actually right. we had a huge, huge cheer, Eric, for the, the, the so there's a VDI uh, complete. So this whole thing of making the, the whole, you know, infrastructure just, just, from the okay. developer side to uh, if, if you want to basically run through all these announcements, I'm going to put up John, a blog post tonight on DMCN. I think John has a question or two. So yeah, yeah. yeah. John. The, the one, you're right, there were really too many announcements to go through, you know, one at a time. But the one that really kind of jumped out at me was the consumption pricing model for hyperconversion infrastructure and an announcement that Dell Financial Services is going to basically, you know, enable on-prem cloud cloud-like pricing of infrastructure so you can buy your vx rail um you know and instead of having it be a capital purchase it's more like an opex cost that that you pay for you know monthly uh depending on how much you use it and and no commitment past like i think it was a year Is, have you guys heard any any buzz on the floor where people talking about that that it just really jumped out at me I haven't got to read that announcement. I'm super interested in it. And I talked with a few customers last night at the 14G launch party 
that they're already delivering their data center. That's how they've, they've kind of chunked up things. They're delivering IT as a service. That's a really interesting model. Um, but they were very interested in this as well. So it's definitely something I want to read more about. Yeah, this, this, is, this has been this has probably been one of the biggest topics for the last you know last day here is just talking about that consumption model. Like, there's been a lot of people you know comparing it to to things of the past that we've we've, we've talked about. But the notion of of having that consumption um, page you know as a service, everything is going to be kind of that that move. So I, I think that the jury's out a little bit still on on where the buzz is going to be on that. But um, I'll definitely follow up on that. What about the, this was the first time we demoed um, VMware Cloud on AWS. Pat did it from the keynote. That was pretty cool. I was, I was, I was just going to ask that. Any AWS sightings? Uh, do we, I don't know if we've talked anything about that. So clearly he must have been on keynote doing that. What, what did they demo? Do we know what they showed? They showed the, they showed the application, that application of, of VMware Cloud on AWS. And the other thing they showed, and I think it was one of the announcements, was um, that Dell, Dell EMC data protection is now available from, it will be available uh, as a service from, uh, and I'm not sure if that's the right word. That's why I'm tripping up a little bit because I'm getting yelled at for not using the right words on this. But from the cloud, from, from our cloud on AWS, it was, it was really cool. They just showed us like three clicks. There you go, you have a cloud. So it, nice. it was really cool. Wow. I, can't wait, I can't wait till we can show more people and we can do it. And I'm sure that's recorded so you can see it someplace. But it was really neat. Yeah, and that resonated a lot. I saw that cross-cloud, you know, the whole strategy resonating again out here. So it, was, it definitely resurfaced and kind of kind of took foothold. A lot of people that didn't catch the whole wave after VMworld are now, you know, getting closer to reality. They're excited to, you know, come around this time. VMworld, I'm sure we've got a lot to tell. So. Neat, neat. Um, I, I know I have a question. I'll open up to anybody else have questions. But uh, and there's a question that somebody had on, on, the, on the chat as well. So we'll, we'll do the chat question first, and I'll go to my question, which is, chat question is, do you think VMworld will be merged in the future with, with whatever Dell's doing and from an event perspective? Uh, Tony, I don't know. I don't think so, but uh, Tony, I think you, you indicated that we're still going to go VMworld. I don't, I don't see us merging that, but, but I know that there's tighter connections across the board, right? Yeah, there's, there's tight connections, but in no way they'll be merged. I mean, this is, this is a fantastic uh, how can I even put that? You know, it's beyond a platform for everyone to do their announcements at VMworld. VMworld's become a cycle for everyone. It's um, it's it's a valuable you know part of the war chest that Dell holds that they they want to come out and use that as a as another piece of their puzzle. So I mean, it's it's it, we really are a gold gold mine when it comes to having those two opportunities to talk to our customers and partners. So yeah, VMworld will thinking? definitely be separate. I'm thinking that we're gonna we're gonna go into a three triangle event schedule. This is what it seems like coming out to me, and I might be wrong on this, but my guesstimate is we have one in May, which is the remnants of EMC World, right? But now they're calling Dell EMC World, right? Uh, and that, that can be that, that, that first you know, first half of the year, you get an event there. Then you look at the way we're doing VMworld, and we're going to be doing VMworld compressed into really September, right? So you get that right. end of summer, go do an event there. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they have a, v, a Dell World near in sometime late October, early November. Right? My sense was that Dell, you know, that the new Dell EMC world was going to be uh, the single uh, platform for, for both companies. But I, I think you're right about VMware. Uh, VMware used to have a February event called Partner, uh, right. you know, a, a, a Partner. Yeah, yeah exactly, right. Partner Exchange. And 
when that got compressed into like a one-day event at the beginning of, of VMworld, uh, VMworld kind of lost the ability to do like a two announcement per year cycle. So this really, you know, gets that back to us. And it was really interesting to see that uh, VMware Cloud on AWS, you know, further announcements and, and further demos come out. Yeah, okay, that makes well, sense. Somebody in, the, somebody in chat, I don't know if that was uh, Gina, Lisa, Lisa, that, that says, yeah, no more Dell World. They think no more Dell World. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thirteen thousand people. That's that's a huge event. Well, don't forget about VMworld too. That you know, as, as we're tied to our parent company at this point, right? Which is Dell EMC or Dell Technologies. But uh, we we help everybody. We're we're the hypervisor, ubiquitous platform. So we want to make you know we need VMworld so we can talk to everybody and not just our family. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's no yeah. question there's going to be a VMworld that's like twice as big as these other ones anyway. Um, what I'm thinking, though, I heard this, and this was in the grapevine, I can't say it officially, that the reason we pulled uh, EM, uh, so, Europe forward mm -hmm. was because there was another event going to be happening in October, November uh -huh. that was going to require Pat and all the executives to be there, right? And it was affiliated with Dell, so I don't know what it is. but the, so. Uh, but the point is, I think there's going to be a calendar event, and the neat thing is, if you can't make it in September because you know you've got scheduled stuff, you can always pick one up. You're going to have to decide which events you go to throughout the year, and we spread them out enough that you should be able to at least go to one or two. That's my take. Right? They're spreading them out. They're going to have a calendar event, and you know it'll be you know throughout the year. Right. And because Pat has to go to almost all of them, and so does Michael Dell. They're going to have to spread them out and do this kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's my take. Um, Nate, the last thing I heard coming out is there was a lot of, you know, because we're a, we are the community team and we do, you know, support communities, that Dell announced some kind of community aggregation where they're making community out of multiple communities. And I don't know if you guys have heard that there, Tony, or not. Um, and I know there was some kind of feedback on the VMUG stuff where VMUG were, were invited into this Uber community collection. And some of the VMUG people were like, well, we've never heard of this. So I don't know if you've heard any of that on the, on the floor, Tony, and what your feedback is on any of that. Have you, have you heard any of that? I, you know, I've actually followed some of that offline. I know there was – V Brownbag was doing recordings out here, and they brought together, and they did an announcement there. I think there was a video. Um, but I, I have I've been mostly reading about it offline and had some of the conversations. It hasn't picked up much traction, so I don't have enough information to form my to know my sense right. of what well, the, the impact. But there's definitely not an impact that's yeah. known out here. That isn't like something that's resonating out here in the floor. I, I know it flared up in social a little bit, so that's it's good that it's not uh, something that you guys are dealing with on the floor. And I, I think it's just a loose aggregation of all the communities come together. For, for Dell, and somehow they, they announced this loose aggregation without really calling in major leaderships of the community and talking about what it is. So so we'll see where that goes. But I think it's hey, this family of And Eric, it would be interesting to see evolve. Yeah. And just to, to kind of follow up on a couple things, just everyone, little bites to take from this. Um, there's going to be, you know, there's tons of announcements out there. You can obviously get out to our V12 blog stream or the EMC. Uh, Dell blogs are out there. Obviously, the experts in Dell, Dell uh, EMC Elect are the best bloggers of all the source of information. Um, there's going to be a few videos that we can, you know, give a sense of what what's working, how we're better together is the theme, I guess you could say. Like Ray O'Farrell was on uh, Dell Dell TV. Sanjay is going to be on there talking about the end user side, and 
some of the new announcements. Um, Pat was on the Cube. Our friends, the Cube, are here. Um, so there's great videos. Uh, Pat was on there. Basque was talking from the CIO perspective, and of course, uh, and then Yenbing, she was on there talking about uh, where we are with H, H, you know, the whole hyperconverged solutions and how with 14G announcements, how vSAN plays in, and just just the overall impact is, you know, how we're better together with VMware working with the whole ecosystem with Dell EMC. So definitely get get a hold of some of the stuff online. You can get a good summary of how we're working together, right. where the show impact was, and uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, well, great. Fantastic Gina, yeah. Gina, thanks for, yeah. for joining us. Um, wh what's your thanks Twitter for handle? If people want to give you a follow, what, well, how do they follow you? G-Minks, G-M-I-N-K-S. That's me. All right. C -M and I'm happy to answer. G-M-I-N-K-S. G-M-I-N-K-S. So follow, follow Gina. Uh, that sounds good. And C CPBU is Cloud Products Business Unit, I assume? Yes, this is correct. All right. All right. Good. Got to get those acronyms straight. Uh, Tony, don't thanks for being month, here. <laughs> okay. That'll change. Yeah, that's right. Don't, don't, don't learn acronyms don't get too you used much. To it. <laughs> yeah, you're wasting your time, right? Tony, <laughs> thanks for being on the show. As always, you can follow Tony Dunn at, at so what are you, at Tony Dunn? <laughs> <laughs> Tony underscore D-U-N-N. Tony Dunn, Tony underscore Dunn. there. That's yeah. Tony Dunn. All right, we're going to switch gears. I mean, we're going to we're going to kind of lead into this because I know that we did do some IoT announcements at uh, Dell EMC World this week, and so that gives me a chance to introduce our next guest, Lisa Waddell. Lisa, uh, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, Eric. Thanks for um, asking me. Yeah, no problem. I know you guys did a, did a lot of work leading up to the show. I was helping you with some of that. Um, but before we get into that, why don't you tell me a little bit about who you are and how long you've been uh, working at VMware and what have you been doing in the ecosystem before that? Sure. I joined, let's see, I just finished week eight at VMware, so I'm pretty new and happy to be here. Prior to that, I was at Dell, actually, for um, Four years uh, focusing primarily around the technologies for big data and the Internet of Things. So my role and background is around marketing, thought leadership, um, campaigns, um, events, executive communications, and really was um, part of the first team that started looking at Internet of Things for Dell. So I helped them build their Internet of Things business, which um, launched a couple of years ago. So it's really cool to be able to come here and be on the ground floor of what VMware is doing and be able to kind of take what I learned there. Um, very similar, you know, we're startup company, new technology within, you know, a, a big established company. So um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm All right. Yeah. Well, well, welcome to our community ecosystem, the V Expert ecosystem. Uh, you know, we have you know 1,500 V Experts plus we have three million community members, and so thanks for for joining us and talking about IoT, and thanks for being at VMware. I hope you're having a good time. Where are you out of? I think you're out of Texas somewhere, right? Or where do you work out of? Yeah. I forget. I'm in, I'm in Austin, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, a beautiful place for sure. So you guys, uh, you, you worked on stuff. You announced. Why don't you spend a little bit of time? What have we announced? Uh, talk about your blog, website. What are you doing around our announcements? And what did you announce? Sure. So um, we announced uh, VMware's family of IoT products, which is called Pulse. So that's the overarching brand. 
And our first product that Pat announced yesterday was Pulse IoT Center. So um, really it's an uh, infrastructure management platform built on um, technology from Air, AirWatch and VROps to really manage the infrastructure for the Internet of Things, all of your right. devices, so I'm gonna, applications. I'm going I'm to I'm jump in and, and stop you there because this is where I get confused, right? So I always go Internet of Things, right? I mean, I, I get it. There may be little micro devices, but maybe we, we should stop and say, what is Internet of Things to you? <laughs> what is Internet of Things to VMware? And what are some of the challenging challenges that, uh, that, that, that IT has around Internet of Things? Because I, I get, you know, micro devices, Raspberry Pis, everything has a little tiny CPU in it. But I kind of always fall back to, like, what does that mean for VMware and data center? Like, so maybe you should start there and tell us a little bit of Internet of Things and how does it relate to, to IT? Sure. Well, um, you know, you, you mentioned Raspberry Pi. Um, you know, not all, uh, not everything can even have um, that much um, intelligence on it. So Internet of Things is everything from super dumb, dumb sensors, sensors that are just measuring temperature or torque or vibration, all the way up to, you know, very sophisticated, smart pieces of equipment. And it's the ability now to um, add sensors very cheaply to almost everything, you know, trees, humans, um, cars, wind turbines, railroad tracks, um, anything can have a sensor on it now. And then the ability to connect it, um, you know, to the cloud, essentially. And uh, with the advent of big data analytics, suddenly you can start analyzing all of this data in ways that we couldn't do before. Um, so some, you know, some fundamental technologies that are, have come to the, you know, to the forefront have made the ability to um, add sensors, instrument anything, um, is really what is making the Internet of Things happen now. All right, so I get we have a bunch of sensors, a bunch of little devices out there. Um, how did VMware get involved in this? So um, I'll start with a quick example. So um, if you think about adding a sensor to something, um, it, it opens up all these possibilities um, of being able to operate an asset, to monitor it, to track it, to secure it. So, for instance, um, what could you do if you added a sensor to a trash can that told you whether it was full or not? Um, well, the city of Philadelphia did that and added sensors to all other public trash cans in parks and on street corners. And now they only route trucks to trash cans that are full. Interesting, it saves them a million dollars a year in gas and energy and time. And so, what they now have are thousands of trash cans with sensors on them around the city. How do, okay. they, know if those, how do they know if those sensors are working? How do, they, how do you send an update to, uh, if it's a, a smart sensor, they have some that actually have solar panels um, and more sophisticated um, intelligence on them. You know, how do you send updates to them? How do you secure them? So, uh, interesting. Um, so Air, yeah. AirWatch technology has some Air of that end, endpoint right. uh, device management. So if we can right. add some of our yeah. uh, software there, then maybe there's a synergy. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of our earlier um, 
forays into it is when we started working with Coke. They uh, integrated AirWatch into their freestyle machines, which are those Coke machines at you know Burger King or wherever, uh, or I guess I saw them at Kentucky Fried Chicken where you can create your own soda. Well, are you familiar with those? Have you ever used a Sure. Uh, yep, yep. We've all used those for sure. Yeah, yeah, you guys may have already heard about they, this. They squirt, they squirt flavor all over my hand when I go to get ice, but okay. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. Go ahead. Right, right, yes. Um, so, um, you know, they adopted AirWatch because they needed a way to, uh, you know, all those machines phone home at the end of the day and say how much inventory they've used, um, whether the system is operating, um, and then uh, Coke, you know, pushes out software updates. Um, to them and monitors whether you know the machines are actually working. So um, they came to us. They they use AirWatch, but there's still a bunch of functionality that AirWatch didn't have. So we went ahead and um, created a purpose-built um, edge edge device management, as well as application and security management. Um, and we're looking in the future to kind of integrate it with more of our cloud cloud products. Yeah, that's 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 really interesting. I, I guess I, what OSs do all these things use anyway? You've got different ships, different OSs. I guess you got to deal with, and then how to keep them secure and update them. And so they even have OSs, or do they just have like tiny little kernels that just do dreaded things? Uh, well, Eric, uh, in my experience, a, a lot of these embedded devices are going towards a, a Linux operating system um, or just standard operating systems. So as long as uh, we have an AirWatch agent that will run on that that operating system, it's, it's um, you know, we can probably adapt that. Lisa, I, I'm sorry to step on you, but that, that's that, okay. No, no. That's well, we actually, yeah, and we came out with Leota um, several months ago. Are you guys familiar with that? Which is no, an, we, should, uh, we should, should transition to what what have we got, to what have we come out with, and what does it look like, and what do we call it? Ray Leota, yeah, I'm familiar with the actor. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Well, um, so Leota is an agent. It's an SDK, actually, um, to actually do the translations of all the different protocols um, that these different um, sensors and devices have into um, a common language that can be then you know, consumed throughout the ecosystem. That whole idea of heterogeneous um, devices and, and equipment. I mean, it's not just you know the operating system. It's, it's the communications protocols. It's the um, data formats. I mean, every single um, thing, in quotes, you know, thing in the Internet of Things ha operates differently. Um, right. so, so it's a huge, huge amount of complexity that um, is, is one of the biggest challenges, actually, around Internet of Things is this diversity of heterogeneous um, devices. And there aren't common standards, probably won't be for a while. Um, there's not plug and play, and it won't, won't be for a while. So, um, you know, w this, this product that we have goes a long way in, in um, standardizing, you know, the edge is still really complex, but once it gets into, you know, our product, that it, it becomes standard. That's interesting. So this is uh, the Leota little, uh, little Internet of Things agent. It, it's yes. acting as a Rosetta Stone, then, if I'm if I'm understanding correctly, to, to or translate. a translator, the translator. Mm -hmm. So um, yes. And now I believe that's an open source project too, right? I think you go to GitHub, VMware, Leota, and and it and it's out there, right? Yep. 
Yeah, okay. I can see that. So now you got you got a open source agent framework, agent code that you could then start to build. So if you pick up another device, you want to embed it in so that VMware can control it and provision it and so forth. You can go to that open source project and you know add code for your own components. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. So okay, so I'm starting to get an understanding of what VMware's footprint here, you know, is from that perspective. What else do we have here? Why Pulse? Uh, what is the Pulse IoT Center? Uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. So um, if it, that is the um, you know main system. So it's a you know it's a management console. It's a server side um, element that um, allows you to you know onboard, configure. Um, Manage your software lifecycle. Um, it's got an API for you know. So is that, is, that a, is that a product? I'll start a little higher level. Is that a is that a product name that we're offering? Yes. So Pulse IoT Center is a product. Sorry, is that okay. what you're asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never so heard of it before. So I'm like, what is that, and what are we doing with it? And did we announce it? Is it available? Take us through that. Yeah, yeah. So it was announced um, yesterday. So um, as Tony alluded to, Pat was on stage at Dell EMC World and um, talked a good 15 minutes about the Internet of Things and um, how VMware is really um, putting a stake in the ground to be part of it. And um, so we came out with a Pulse IoT Center that uh, you know has some you know manages um, edge devices. Um, it also runs real-time infrastructure analytics. You know, I think these are capabilities that, you know, like I said, come from AirWatch and VROps. Um, it's got a, uh, you know, uh, it's got our flexible rules engine, so it helps you, you know, define where and when things are updated. Um, one of the things that's um, unique that VMware hasn't had to deal with before is that a lot of the Business of IoT happens in the operations department. It doesn't happen in IT. So um, the people that are building these projects are the ones who are building roads or running uh, truck fleets or um, you know managing trash removal. Right? These are not IT people. Right. And so um, we haven't had to deal with them before. They're a whole new uh, customer set for us and. Um, they are not IT people, and so we have to work on with creating product that you know non-IT people can use that simplifies all of this management. And so, really, you know, our, our simplicity of our products around the single, you know, console and single pane of glass is you know really interesting. And it, um, you know, a lot of the competing products out there require a, a bundle of products. To do what we can do. So yeah, that that is interesting. That is interesting. Um, I'll, I'll throw in, then John can throw in. But um, I, I I experience uh, beekeepers. I, I'm a beekeeper, right? I have a couple hives, and I'm in the beekeeper collective where there are now um, you know thousands of hives that are managed by IoT devices that have scale and data, and then that data gets aggregated. But the the truth is, to your point, none of the beekeepers are IT people, right? They're beekeepers, right? And then beekeepers have to then start to consume technology, and they're they're very clumsy at it, but they're good. You know, they they make it happen. So I could see that Internet of Things customer base shifts from 
IT-oriented big data center people to whatever you're managing, whether it's bees or something else. They want to put the uh, API into apiary? Is that what you're saying, Aaron? Yeah, sure, sure. Very funny. Right. Um, yeah, that, I, I, I can see that. So then if you look at Pulse uh, IoT Center, it's a product, separate product, doesn't plug into vCenter or anything like that. And it's got an interface that allows people then to start managing their Internet of Things. And that's targeted at customers that are not traditionally IT people, although it could be, right? Yeah, it really depends um, in the organization. I mean, IT needs to get involved. Um, traditionally, you know, they've got the skills and expertise around security, data management, um, you know, networks. Uh, we often see, you know, in say in a manufacturer, the IT people are saying, that I'm not adding all that um, IoT data to my network. It's going to bring it down, and I don't have the storage for it. And the operations people are saying, I don't need IT people getting in my business. So um, there's this whole marriage of both cultures and technology um, that both sides bring to the table. Yeah, it makes sense to me because you're 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 starting at a very simple level, right? Um, and it quickly turns complex. Even just the the example that you first started talking about, the the, the trash can. Well, what if I put a a trash can a sensor in a trash can to determine whether it's full. Well, how many times am I going to check that? Maybe my busiest trash cans fill up, you know, five or six times a day, and I need to take that into account. Well, okay, so now I'm checking how many times, you know, how many times a day I'm checking that sensor, and then oh by the way, I have a hundred thousand trash cans, and oh by the way, I have you know forty trucks that are that I need to route. Well, all of a sudden you've turned, you know, I'm going to put a sensor on a thing into you know something that has you know, 40 million uh, uh, different variables and things that you could do with it. So, you you know, the, the end customer and the end user needs a central way to manage that and, and a way to consume that information, right? Absolutely. You know, think of the truck company that has 100,000 trucks that um, each truck has, uh, you know, 25 sensors on it keeping track of not just the engine but the driver behavior and the temperature of the food. And um, and how are they tracking them? Um, where you know where are they? Are the, all the the sensors and the refrigeration units working? Um, and then um, you know you add to it some sophisticated. Uh, you know when you pull it off the data center or to your cloud, suddenly you can start taking that data and um, tying it to your enterprise system. So if you get an alert from the truck that says. Um, you know, it needs a repair. Well, your, um, you know, your ERP system can go out there and order parts for it automatically, and um, your systems can automatically. This already happens. It sets up appointments at, um, you know, a garage for a city that the truck will be in, and it'll already be scheduled, and they can go in and take it in if there's a problem. So it's not just the collecting of the data and being able to track it. Um, and monitor and update it, but then taking it and, and doing the sophisticated analytics that um, create a, a lot of the magic. And probably a, a, an example that hits uh, closer to home for for our you know consumers of our media. I mean, we're data center people, right? And it just right. occurs to me that uh, that modern servers have you know 20 fans in them and and a temperature sensor for the CPU and a temperature you know maybe five or six different temperature sensors 
uh, you know, across the, the chassis. And all that information could be uh, leveraged for, you know, better business information. Maybe, um, you know, oh, hey, this uh, server's running hot. You know, we're going to swap it out kind of preemptively or, or do maintenance on it preemptively. But today, you know, only probably, you know, the, some of the, the most high-end companies are, are actually leveraging that information. And, and maybe something like this would make uh, data center operations better. Absolutely. That is, um, there's a company in Austin that um, they have products for that, um, for manage, uh, monitoring energy usage, temperature, um, other specs like you're talking about for um, not just troubleshooting, but also uh, managing uh, energy use in data centers. And I know when I was with Dell, there were, we were working with customers that were doing that as well. So absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Anything that you can measure can be part of the Internet of Things. Great. So I know that uh, we did some work on producing a new blog, so I'll just give that blog a, a, a shout-out, blogs.vmware.com slash pulseiot, right? So, and you've got some good stories there. I, I'm kind of looking at... The, what you got, and there's there's smarter cities, connected vehicles, Internet of Things, and then there is some articles on yeah, the VMware Pulse IoT Center. Um, I know you're running that blog, so aren't you kind of like you're a marketing person, but you're also kind of the head evangelist for IoT at at VMware, right? Oh, uh, there, you know, everybody who's involved with IoT is evangelist. It is so exciting. It's all we want to talk about. Um, I'm really just leading the, the community building and the social activation. I'm launching our, um, you know, our LinkedIn and our Twitter presence and building our community there. But, um, you know, Mimi and Ray are out uh, evangelizing around the country um, every day. So Mimi Spears and, and um, Ray. So I am not by any means the, the main smoke person. <laughs> Well, anybody that runs a blog is, is, is number one for me. But, you know, I'm a big, big fan of WordPress on that. And I know you have a, a Twitter following. I believe the Twitter account is VMware IoT, right? So at VMware IoT. And I think you have like 40,000 followers, right? That's a, that's a number. It's a big I number. Four, I think it's 4,000. It's not 40. Is it like but, four, uh, 4 million followers on that, yeah, right? Like, so it's just yeah. have like 4 billion something. Orders yeah. the magnitude. Right. Yeah. So, so now people can tweet at you. Are you actually tweeting on that on that on that handle? Oh yes, absolutely. Very nice, very nice. And I know that on the blog there are there's a a product section. There's like a little bit of a vision section. Then there's some news, and then you have partners. Uh, talk a little bit about partners. Are we alone in this? Do we have a partner ecosystem for IoT already? Absolutely. No, we're in early stages um, of working with partners uh, with our beta products out there. Um, uh, we just signed an agreement with ATOS, so um, we've got big partners, smaller partners, Harman, if you're familiar with them. Jiu-Jitsu is working with us on connected cars. They're looking at um, working with a big automaker to connect 20 million cars, so we're involved in that project with them. Of course, Dell, we're the preferred uh, edge management, infrastructure management solution for the Dell gateways, which is the leading infrastructure gateways. Um, and um, Deloitte, uh, we have quite a few, quite a few partners out there. Nice. 
What speaking of Dell and partner, you were at Dell. What's Dell's play in this space? So, um, similar to VMware, almost all the Dell EMC products are used somewhere in an IoT ecosystem, right? So their purpose-built IoT products are gateways, which are essentially aggregators of um, sensor data from a whole, a whole variety of different sensors. So it's going to be your edge device that's aggregating data, cleansing it. Um, you know, you can do some analytics there before you send any data back to your data center. That way you're um, minimizing how much data actually goes to the data center. So it's an edge device um, for control and aggregation of data close, closer to um, your connected devices. That's the biggest play right now. Interesting. So rather than uh, sending the raw feed, maybe some, uh, some transformation could happen first. And then uh, so it's a, it's a slightly more intelligent feed that gets sent to the data center. That, that makes sense, especially for like a remote area or a low bandwidth area, I would imagine. Absolutely. And, you know, your, your comment about, wow, how often are you going to check the fullness of the um, trash can? Um, you probably don't need to send back every single reading to the cloud. Um, if you just sent back when it got full, you know, that cuts your, your data transfer down, you know, to one-tenth, right, if you're checking it uh, five times a day. Um, you, you don't need to keep sending back the information that it's empty, it's empty, it's empty, it's half full, it's half full, it's half full, you know. Um, so just having um, light analytics that um, tell you, you know, pull out the salient pieces of information um, gives, gives you a big advantage to um, saving, saving costs in storage and networking. All right. Well, we're at the, almost at the top right, of the hour, yeah. so we'll do some, we'll do some plugs. Uh, Blogs.vmware.com slash Pulse IoT. That's the, that's the blog. Go check that out. A lot of kind of nice stuff. There are some videos up there. Uh, kind of gets you in the mood to, to do, some, do some things with IoT. Once you, you spend a little time on that site, it's like, wow, this, this stuff is really super cool. In fact, I would venture to say this is the coolest stuff going. I mean, I get AWS. I get cloud, all that. So that, that's 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 certainly where you can make a lot of money, right? As a as an IT professional, but IoT is kind of like if you're kind of bored and you wonder what you're going to do. This space here, this is exciting stuff, right? It's really nerdy, geeky. I've always felt that you know now that we're out of VMs and we're doing data center, that's like big and heavy, and you know you almost got to wear a suit and tie for some of the stuff. But you get back to IoT, and it's like ah, it's refreshing. It's small devices. It's very geeky, hackery, kind of kind of dual cool things. So. Go check out the blogs.vmware.com Pulse IoT blog, as well as give uh, VMware IoT a follow because I think I think it's really kind of neat, really really cool, exciting stuff. Um, Andy Nash asked about security. I know we didn't get to dive into that. We're at the top of the hour. You got you got like thirty seconds worth of security on this on the on the topic. Then I know we kind of brushed over that, and uh, uh, well, we don't. Have, yeah. Sorry. No, go so, ahead. Uh, yeah. Security is the, the biggest challenge, right? So we're seeing um, denial of service attacks because of insecure video cameras. Um, people are hacking into manufacturing facilities and bringing down um, town of uh, uh, Dallas. They, um, somebody set off all of the um, uh, emergency warning 
you know, all around the city for eight eight hours. Um, there were emergency alarms going on, so it's a huge, huge issue that um, the industry is really working on. But there there aren't a lot of good answers yet. Um, right. And okay. uh, we definitely. I could definitely, it. I could definitely see where this 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 is where there's a serious nature to this whole space, right, where, yep. you know, VMware and others can come in and, and offer infrastructure to kind of lock some of this stuff down. Yeah, I don't think we made any announcements, but, I mean, if we've already brought our end-user device management technology to bear from AirWatch and some of our analytics stuff from Realize Operations, you can imagine it's probably only a matter of time before we bring some of our security technology from NSX yeah. over and, to that. And for me, I am, I, I am really worried that someone's going to hack in and have my garbage picked up every day. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that nightmare scenario. Yeah, nightmare, nightmare. And then my wife's gonna go like, "Come on, take the garbage out." Every, you know, it's, it's, it's time again. They're gonna come every thirty minutes. Uh, fun stuff. It's super well, how, cool. How about we hack your electricity meter and charge you double the money for it? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you, you all kind of problems there. So certainly, Absolutely. certainly interesting space. We might have you back on, and we'll we'll put together agenda. Uh, where we can talk about security and all the cool things, because I think the subject is one that's gonna that's gonna take off. So I really appreciate you coming on the show and spending a you know a half an hour here, uh, Lisa, talking about the the cool stuff you're working on. And we hope to hope to have you back. Um, and I let's see, I, I guess open up anything else before we 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 end the end the podcast today. Neat to hear about uh, EMC, VMworld, uh, Dell World, EMC World happening. That's pretty cool. And IoT stuff, uh, that's, you know, something to watch, pay attention to it. I think it's going to boom over the next 10 years. So, Lisa, thanks for joining VMware being on that. Thanks for coming on the show. Welcome. Thanks so much. Look forward to coming back. All right. Thanks, Andy, and everybody else that joined in the chat. It's always good to see everybody there. Uh, we didn't get Edward on the show today. Maybe he's at the at the Worlds. We're not really sure, but uh, we'll invite him back to talk security on Internet of Things. I'm sure he has an opinion. <laughs> we'll have to have an extra long podcast for that. Yes, exactly. All right, I'm going to hit the big end stop button now. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>